0: Hello, my name is Carrie, and I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champagne and Ajac First Nations. And this is the Yukon Entrepreneur podcast series, a series all about how Yukoners are adapting their businesses in the global pandemic. And my guest today is Erin. Erin, please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Erin Holm. I'm the owner, founder, and artist of Den Designs. And
0: Erin, how long have you been operating your business?
1: Oh, since 2016, late 2016.
0: And what is it that Den Designs does?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we um, create wood prints and other home decor using my own photography and designs. And we donate 10% back to the Canadian Cancer Lodges, housing people undergoing cancer treatment. Uh, The company is in honor of my late father, Dennis, hence Den Designs
0: um you know i'm a big fan of your product and every once in a while you do custom work and this is my uh my late uh father-in-law dennis and so uh, it was a a really lovely way to um, um have him with me all the time so thank you for that
1: that's so cool
0: Um, And so Erin, this is our our second interview. So it's been kind of, it's going to be kind of neat to kind of catch up with you and see how things are going. And, you know, last time we chatted, you were talking about sort of expanding your business, getting a little bit more national. How's that been going in in the midst of a pandemic? It's, it's hard. Hey,
1: it's been crazy hard. Yeah. It's, I won't sugarcoat it. It's been really rough on Dan designs. It's been rough on a lot of people as well and a lot of businesses and, I am shocked people don't wanna just, you know, spend a bunch of money on art during a pandemic, (laughs) but I guess that is exactly the situation. Um, So I'm being facetious obviously, but yeah, it's been really hard to grow. Um, It's been kind of, I think I said this in our previous interview, it's been a bit survival mode and keeping it afloat and figuring out how to just keep it rolling right now um always have thoughts and and dreams still and but you know with I think we spoke about this last interview I my goal was to get into some hotels and things like that it's like well hotels are closing their doors and you know it's it's not the best time to be approaching them about patting their walls with art um a lot of my retailers closed as well especially in Alberta and Saskatchewan so that's been really challenging but then I had an upswing at Christmas which was awesome and, you know, speaking to other entrepreneurs, I've kind of leaned into the custom piece a little bit. And, you know, it wasn't something I really wanted to focus on. I really wanted to focus on my own photography, but not being able to travel and do photos as I loved and was doing before. It's just kind of a natural thing to do some more customs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's OK, but
0: it's not I'm not going gangbusters, that's for sure. <laughs> Erin, just kind of taking us back in time a little bit and, you know, capturing like, what was your first memory of the pandemic? What was, you know, like, what was, there's that kind of age old, like where were you the day JFK got shot? Where were you the day when you realized like, this is a thing?
1: Um, I was at one of my oldest, dearest friend's wedding in Edmonton. And I remember my boss here said, I don't know if you should go. And I said, I'm not missing my friend's wedding. <laughs> so I went and I remember her freaking out about the wedding and if people could come. And the day I got back, I was working from home. Um, and my stuff was being sent to my house so I could work from home and work remotely. And that was two years ago, almost.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you know we've been through this like over the last couple of years, we've been through this constant like up and down of the public health measures, varying degrees of restriction. Which have you found the most challenging for yourself as a business owner of those restrictions and, and guidance that we've been receiving?
1: Well, again, I think it just relates to a lot of my retailers probably and how I'm selling, right? I, I do rely on retailers to sell my product and to get the word out there and when they're having to implement mass, social distancing, travel, all that sort of stuff, it impacts those retailers. Some of them are very tourist focused and in really touristy locations, like Tofino and things, right? So, of course, it impacts just traffic into stores. Um, Personally, me, like I work out of Yukon Struck, the only, they've had a lot of measures as well, which is great. but it's just been wearing masks and using power tools and, you know, small things like that. You just have to adjust to wearing glasses and a mask. And, um, but it just seems so normal now, I guess. And and just the fluctuation. Like I, I think what I find the hardest is what are we doing this week? Not even this week. What are we doing today? How is it changing today? And I I watch your updates (laughs) more so than actually the government ones. And it's like, okay, we're back to this again. And I think it's just, I won't say sick and tired, but it's just, it's daunting, right? It just changes all the time. And
0: I think that's the hardest part.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That, That instability, unpredictability of the whole thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, Omicron kind of feels like it blindsided all of us too, right? It just came in so fast.
1: Yeah, it just we were like, oh, we're getting close. No, nope, just kidding. And uh yeah, not to make light of it, but that's kind of where I'm at. It's just like put it on the tab
0: of life <laughs> a little bit. While well, making light of and jokes and all that sort of stuff, it's like it's part of that sanity for all of us through through this, right? Like totally. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, we've all had to adapt our businesses in some ways. You spoke a little bit about that, like just having to wear different PPE when you're at work. Are there any adaptations that you're really proud of? Things that you, you've found ways to innovate during this time. Um I I certainly
1: I don't know if I've innovated. I guess I, you know, doing more customs than before and things like that. I guess that was a bit of a pivot, if you will. I'm not like a huge fan of that word, it's overused, but I certainly leaned into that. Um, The other thing I'm kind of proud of is I've just, I've learned a lot of humility and I've reached out to, you know, I lost a lot of motivation this year. I had like a bit of a hard year personally, professionally, and then also a great year. It ended on such a high, but there were some lulls in there. And just really reaching out to entrepreneurs I've met in the Yukon and down in Saskatchewan and Alberta. And it's been really motivating near the end of the year Um, just kind of the push I needed to like, keep going. So I think, I don't know if that's an innovation, but maybe just kind of getting back to where I was when I first started this business, you know, stop overthinking things and support each other. And that, like that connection and that camaraderie that goes along in the entrepreneurial community was something I really needed near the end of the year to just like keep pushing forward and not close the doors, so to speak, because the motivation just wasn't there. And I think it's coming back again, which is great.
0: Oh, that's amazing! And yeah, community is so important, right? And we've lost all of those connections or, or points of contact in our community. So it's that figuring out how to do it again in a different way, and that's that's good to hear. What have you? I mean, you've talked a little bit about this as well, but you know, are, what are you learning about your business model? What I mean, the hotel difference is a big one, but you know, are there any other things that you're and, and pivoting I or gosh, sorry, I use pivoting on you, but, <laughs> you know, switching to, to the, the, be more custom, which you really only did kind of at the, the holidays previously. And now you're saying um, like customs a little bit more often. So are, are there other things that you're learning about your business model?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I got my business to a place where it was very B2B and I wasn't really concerned with B2C. I shouldn't say that. I just I wasn't focused on it if I made a sale on Instagram or the website, I'm like, sweet, that's great. But I wasn't focused on it. And I think this pandemic has taught me that I can't just rely on those retailers. And I, not to poo poo them, like they've been incredible and some are just doing really well still. And I, you know, I haven't quite figured out why some are and some aren't. Um, But I need to focus and I need to spend more time building that B2C client base. And, you know, I'm looking at next summer and do I do a few of these craft shows and art shows and things like that? I haven't done them in years. Um, because I've just, I've been doing totally fine, just doing B2B and not having to be at them um, and nothing against them. They're great to attend, but there are a lot of work and they're, you know, sitting there all day and talking about your product to thousands of people and which is awesome, but it's just something I thought I, I guess I graduated from. Um, And I shouldn't even say that because there's like very established businesses that are there. And I, I think I'm like coming back around and saying, no, I think maybe I do need to, you know, get back to grassroots, build the client base, build relationships with customers and get some repeat customers, get multiple customs for their, their walls and things like that. So I think I, it feels like I'm going backwards a little bit, but I'm not. I, I look at it as I'm going back to the basics and I'm going back to what made Den Designs what it is. And I don't think that's a bad thing because that's where my passion was. That's where my excitement for the company was. And then as it was growing somewhere along the way and through a global pandemic, I lost motivation and I lost like
0: the excitement for it. Mm-hmm. Did you access any of the pandemic-related supports for your business, like any of the government programs or university programs?
1: Yeah, I uh, used the Pivot program um, very early on. Uh, They were great, working with some consultants with them for some web help, Um, and 90% on me that I haven't switched over that website yet because... I think we chatted actually shortly there at like after that happened, I just got like swamped with Christmas is crazy for Den Design. So like I got really swamped and then I just haven't gotten back to it. Um, But that they've given, they gave me a lot of food for thought around the website and it's still, it's still on the list of things I want to do and need to do. Um, But no government YG supports. I work a nine to five and I just felt I'm good. And I, I don't need like those,
0: I didn't have overhead costs and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so going forward, how are you thinking about your business differently? Where are you, like, where do you see opportunity on the horizon?
1: Well, I just bought the most amazing property and I am so, so, so excited to bring my shop to my home. How I started Den Designs as well, working from home, the tools are in the garage, got this huge triple shop and I can't wait to like screw things up and try new things and start playing with furniture pieces again and trying prints on different types of pieces, not just wall pieces um, and larger canvases and just have the space to do that. Uh, I am so so excited and you has been incredible don't get me wrong and I'll still probably work out of there at times but I'm just excited to be in my own home spread out try new things and just like get that excitement back
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you taken up any new skills or anything like that to better position yourself or I mean I guess building out a shop that's I mean that certainly better yeah. positions you
1: yeah, I mean, I'm always growing and learning. I think through the pandemic, I've, I did some project management and other coursework, um, not related to den designs, but um, I've learned a lot through other entrepreneurs and just speaking to them, but nothing, I won't say hard skills, really. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of tr- be lighthearted about it and try new things and see what sticks and not lose sight
0: of why I started this business. Yeah. In terms of leadership, like leadership is inherent in all that we do as business owners. What are you learning about yourself and those around you?
1: (laughs) I learn new things about myself all the time. (laughs) Boy, it's been a hard few years for that, for sure, because I feel like um, I've been through a lot, like I said, in the past two years, global pandemic aside even and that compounded with many many other big life moments Um, I mean I've always known I don't know it all but I think I've learned that I can be a bit like I've learned how to be a better listener I've learned how to take more in from different people and genuinely like take criticism that's another thing that's I'm really working on I'm not I traditionally am not very good at that um especially when it's like about your art and your pieces and your photography and everything you've done and like blood sweat and tears and art's so subjective um you know two to five years ago someone would say I don't like that photo and I you know you'd probably like shed a tear I'm like wow like that that hurts and now I'm like yeah fair enough I mean not that that's gonna solve all my issues but I think learning to ride the waves a little bit um And not take things personally. um, That's been really helpful in in business for sure. Um, And then learning from other people and realizing where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And I have a ton of weaknesses and I am not good at very many things. I'm a great generalist, Um, but, you know, and learning to ask for help. That's something I'm, I've traditionally not been good at and I've had to, you know, so I think a lot of good has come out of the last few years for me personally and to learn about myself.
0: You know, we've got this work ahead, um, you know, of kind of rebuilding or, or, you know, helping out this Yukon economy that we're all part of. What are some of like the things that you're paying attention to or your hopes for, for what the Yukon economy looks like as we emerge from this?
1: Well, it's so funny cuz I remember that question last year and I was like, yeah, this will only be like a few months, right? <laughs> I mean, I I think I I would say the same thing and I don't know exactly what I said, but I think I'm hoping that this like the the support local movement continues. I hope that the Yukon economy is driven by local entrepreneurs and us feeding into our local economy and I hope to see more Yukoners and more entrepreneurs exporting nationally internationally I think that's like been really cool to see that through the pandemic like there's been companies that have totally thrived and have gone international one that comes to mind like Yukon Soap Company and Joella and what she's doing um it's crazy it's like so cool to see that and I just hope that that can continue and that we're not just a one trick pony economy. And I, I, don't think we are, but I think people traditionally see, you know, mining tourism, but we're so much more like we've got an incredible tech industry startup. Like we've got incredible other incredible industries that I think have a real opportunity to shine here.
0: Uh, any, any advice for emerging Yukon entrepreneurs, if they're just starting.
1: Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Kidding, I'm totally kidding. You know how many people said that to me though? Oh my goodness, like so many risk-averse friends and family, I will say. But um, I don't know, like do your research, get a crew of people that you trust, have good mentors. One of my dearest friends from Saskatoon is a very, very successful entrepreneur. Uh, she runs a tech startup. Uh, we met in our master's program, and she's one of my closest friends and one of my most cherished mentors. I can ask her anything. And she's got my back, but she'll also call me on my crap. And that's important. So I think having your people, having your group, not just family and friends, but people you trust. um, And have some humility, because you don't know everything, I guarantee it, I don't care who you are, you don't know everything. And everyone has strengths and weaknesses. So I think those are some good pieces of advice. But Yeah. And no one to ask for help. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, those are some
0: nuggets. Any aha moments or shifts in your worldview because of the pandemic and and how you're thinking about things differently?
1: Well, I'm an extreme extrovert and I just bought a little cabin in the woods. I don't know if that explains how I'm feeling about this global pandemic. Um, yeah, honestly, like it has taught me a lot about myself and like what I want out of life and what I want out of my career and um, choosing happiness and personal uh, work life balance and things like that are like they've always been important to me, but even more so. And like finding a nine to five that I love and getting back to what excites me about den designs, like all that has shifted dramatically in the last few years. And I won't say it's just COVID, there's been other changes in my life, but like, certainly COVID has helped with that. Um, Yeah, and like, we can't go out, we can't like dance, we can't go to do these events and things that we love to do. So I think I'm joking about the cabin in the woods, but it's kind of true. Like, I'd rather host and have people over where appropriate and allowed, than like, you know, be out at the bar and being at these big events. Now, I remember the first time I went to the fireweed market after like we were allowed to leave our house again, houses again. And I was so overwhelmed, like, you know, it's a small community, people come up to you. And I was like, I was just at the entrance and I felt like I wanted to leave (laughs) as a crazy extrovert. I was like, this is so overwhelming. So I guess that's my aha and my shift about like myself and how I see the world. And I think I'm more intentional about how I spend my time and where I spend my time and who I spend my time with.
0: I guess that's an interesting thought there too. Cause I mean, you as a, you know, self-proclaimed extrovert and, you know, feeling like going to the fireweed market, which is really where your potential customers might be from time to time. So even like, if that shift is in you, is that shift also, you know, is, is that reflective of, of the a broader shift? It's, you know, who knows what will happen, I guess there.
1: Totally. And like, I do equate it to maybe, you know, there was a drop in even my social media presence. Cause I was just like, I felt it on all fronts, you know? And I think I was just, I didn't verbalize it, but I think I was just like, I was obviously really feeling it. And like the shift in myself, the shift in everything. And yeah, like I had people messaging me on Instagram. They're like, you haven't even posted. Are you still running your business? And, you know, so yeah, I think there was many moments that I questioned things for sure. Mm.
0: What's been your wellness practice and kind of keeping you grounded through all of this?
1: Lots of outdoor time, all the time. I doesn't matter the temperature. I have spent so much time outside in the last Years I've always been outside, but every lunch hour, every evening, like it's I'm out, and it's been really, really, really important to me to connect and with nature and disconnect from technology. Um, weekends I prefer to be out of cell coverage. I just I need to shut off and be out in nature with people I love and my dog and getting sun or snow or wind or whatever on my face (laughs) just minus 40 (laughs) doesn't matter doesn't matter i will be out there so yeah lots of fishing i took up hunting this year which has been so much fun and like really incredible um yeah just connecting with the land it's really really important
0: any closing thoughts before we end today's interview
1: What a whirlwind. I like, remember this interview a a year ago and I was like, it felt like this was almost done. And I guess this just feels really surreal for me because it's, it's like we spoke yesterday, but it also feels like five years. (laughs) And yeah, I I guess even my comments, like things are good. Things are really good, but there's been a lot of ups and downs and challenges. and. yeah, I appreciate you having me on and I hope uh, other people can learn or uh, feel better about their lives after they hear this or <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, thank you for that, Erin. And I think it's it's great. You know, you talked a little bit about that humbleness and that reflection and it's, it is good to hear um, that camaraderie of like, sometimes this is just hard. Like, it's just hard to find that motivation to do the next thing. I, Me too. I've got a website sitting there and draft. You know, like just can't push it out the door. And, um, you know, sometimes these are things are are hard to do.
1: Totally. And, you know, I was really excited. I just put up a wall art installation at Bullet Hole Bagel. Uh, That was just like a fun project. I reached out and it's like, yeah, like this is the stuff I love to do, you know? And that was just like a great little early year win, you know? And I hope to do more of those and I hope to just find things that, Fine projects and installations and custom pieces that just like really get me excited. And that's going to be my focus
0: this year. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Aaron. Thanks so much.